0: Hello, Teach Happier community. This week's episode is sponsored by Empower EDU. Now, you know I love anything that helps us with the challenges that we are facing as educators, and so that's why I want to tell you about the important work that is being done by founder and creator Jill Tallarico. She's planning weekend retreats that are exclusively for teachers who need to take a well-deserved break and leave the stresses of the classroom and home behind you could enjoy a worry-free weekend where Jill will take care of everything while you learn to set healthy boundaries and reclaim your time. One of the events is in Seattle City, New Jersey from April 29th to May 1st. And there's another one planned for the Pocono Mountains May 13th to May 15th. So here's how to learn more and take advantage of an offer that's just for us in the Teach Happier community. Links are in the show notes or you can go to teacherbeachretreat.com dot splash that dot com or teacher Pocono retreat dot, dot com and you can use the code teach happier twenty all one word for a twenty percent off discount. All right, let's get into the healthiest headspace and heart space for our upcoming week working in schools with this week's episode. Last week We learned a lesson from my 13-year-old daughter, horseback riding, and evaluated where our eyes are looking, because ultimately, wherever our eyes are looking is where our legacy lies. In this space, we've learned that the smallest shifts in thoughts, language, and actions bring the greatest gifts. So this week, we're going to examine some small shifts in language as we consider something shared by a 28-year-old Instagram influencer, my 68-year-old dad, and a wise friend who has been teaching for over 30 years. Let's start with one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram, Elise Myers. You guys, her stories are delightfully entertaining, and I smile every time she posts something. So she was recently talking about when an old job when she worked at a hotel and a customer was just so rude to her. She held her own and she stayed calm despite this guy trying to like break hotel rules in his favor and demand things he shouldn't be demanding. And he treated Elise with disrespect and hostility. I think he went so far to like call her names and insult her competence. Her response to this disrespectful, unrealistic, entitled customer, sir, I do not receive this. And walked away. I do not receive this. Wow. How freeing. How refreshingly freeing to decide in the moment that as things go off the rails and horrible things are said, as sometimes they do, she decided not to receive this. I recently used the phrase, I do not receive this, when a coworker assumed I was gossiping about her. Guys, I wasn't but I found myself ruminating. Why is she assuming I'm talking about her? Doesn't she know me better by now? I found it taking up a lot of real estate in my head and my heart, and it was counterproductive because I was not responsible for her thoughts or assumptions. So just like Elise, I was freed when I realized her interpretation was not something I was going to receive. And I'm happy to report that we have had a lovely, honest conversation, which made our working relationship and personal friendship even stronger. So this brings me to the next part, brought to you by my dad. You have all patiently and open-heartedly listened to some of the struggles we continue to experience after mom's passing. A recent situation evolved and I didn't like the way someone spoke to my dad or made him feel during this tender time. So my dad and I were talking through it and he seemed okay. Like it wasn't consuming him in the unhealthy way. It was consuming me as his self-appointed emotional bodyguard. He calmly said, Suzanne, it's okay. I'm good. I don't have the emotional equity for this right now. That's the fact of the matter. I will deal with this in time, but right now I'm not gonna let this drain me. Since I heard my dad say that, I don't have the emotional equity for this right now. When I find myself getting suckered into other people's emotional stuff, this phrase really helps me detach a bit and reserve my energy for other things. And so, lastly, how about my wise friend who has been teaching for over 30 years? His name is Dan Tricarico, and some of you may already know and follow him. He's the host of the Zen Professional Moment podcast. And on a recent episode, he shared the notion of catching ourselves when we find ourselves ruminating in something we should not be receiving or thinking. And we should catch ourselves and say, that is not a functional thought. Isn't that so good? That is not a functional thought. I told you he was wise. So I'm finding that I can catch myself now when I'm starting to make things up in my head, which is usually about my kids and their overall well-being or happiness or long-term success. And I course correct by reminding myself, Suzanne, stop. That is not a functional thought. So these small shifts in thoughts and language of, I do not receive this. I don't have the emotional equity for this. Or, That is not a functional thought, can help us take some of the emotion out of a situation and help us feel a little bit more aligned and logical about it all together. Analyze your emotional equity. Budget accordingly. Small shifts bring the biggest gifts. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's Teach Happier podcast episode. Let's connect on Twitter. You can follow me at Daily Suzanne or on the Teach Happier Facebook page or visit me at SuzanneDaily.com.